0: Welcome to the Awakened Silver Podcast, a podcast about life and recovery through Christ. My name is Derek. To my right, we have Pastor Shane.
1: Hello, everybody.
0: Across from me, Jimmy James. Yo, yeah, what's up? And the infamous Swanky. Shwanky one. Shwanky. Hi, swanky one. Swanky. Hi, Swanky.
1: What's up, Pastor Swanky.
0: All right. right. All right. Oh. So, Go
1: ahead. I'll do it, but you sound dead.
0: I did. So, <laughs> so how
1: was everybody's week? Wonderful. Wonderful?
0: Yeah, it's been great since it's,
2: last podcast. It's week. been hot as 80s out there. But
1: Has it really? It's been warm. I was gone and enjoying Atlanta. Oh,
3: I'm sure it was nice and cool down there, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: It actually was. Really? Because Friday into Saturday, I went about 4.30 in the morning and went to... uh to spend the night or the rest of the evening waiting for the doors to open to blade show. And it was nice and cool. So yeah, it, it wasn't bad at all. Was it you and like three other guys? No, it was a couple <laughs> hundred guys out there.
3: A couple hundred thousand. Like, yeah. There's there, a lot there, of people.
1: Was it the place nice. called Caligula? <laughs> uh, Cobb Galleria.
0: <laughs> Close so enough. like one of the top
1: shows of the year, isn't it? Yeah. Blade show is, is the show Atlanta is the original and, so it's a lot of fun. You just go and pocket trash and some beautiful knives everywhere. Did you come back with some pocket trash? I did not even Catholic? score. <laughs> I didn't I did score one lotto, one knife. Well, really? okay, I, I got one knife, but it was um, from a buddy's company that there's a little blemish, so it didn't really cost me anything for this knife. Mm. But no custom knives, um, no pocket trash for me, no pins for me. Did your wife win anything? Because typically no. she wins a lot. Right.
2: <laughs> right. We She's entered a, this family. <laughs> yeah.
1: We entered a bunch of lotos and won nothing. And um, I mean she came home with a couple of things. Um, but really it was just a good time to disconnect the fellowship and have a good time.
0: Good.
2: Very nice.
1: So it's definitely better than Hades.
0: Right. Which is good. This is true. Wow. I had my goddaughter yesterday. That was always fun. I turned the sprinkler out, out on out in the front lawn, and she ran through it like we used to do back when we were kids. That's Freya, we did, it was, it
1: was. good old Freya,
0: <laughs> yeah, girl,
1: and she is definitely getting big.
0: Yes,
2: yeah, she is. I told you about. There's a CBS TV show called Ghosts. It's a it's a comedy. Of course, it's a remake from something that they had in in England from the BBC. But one of the characters is a Viking, and he's been dead for a thousand years. And at one, one episode, he just screams out, From the loins of Freya! And I fell <laughs> off the couch. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, she's a little young for that, but, you know, give her th- 20, 30 years. The God of
0: War video game is a major character right now.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
1: yeah she's a major character when it comes to Vikings, for sure. Right. Valhalla.
2: <laughs> right. Yep. So,
1: cool. So what are we talking about today?
0: I was Please. hoping you'd tell me.
1: You were hoping I'd tell you? <laughs> Derek, Jeremy?
0: Talking about recovery, what it is, and the public, different fellowships, different um, avenues of it, and what it's done in our life, both the addiction recovery and recovery outside of addiction. Right? Well, all right. Know.
3: Left. Well, That's my question. Right.
0: Right. Right.
3: <laughs> that sounds true, so... <laughs> True enough. <laughs> anyway. For those watching on YouTube, please subscribe, like, and share this so that we can spread this message of hope to as many people as possible. Also, please leave a comment and let us know your favorite parts of today's message. If you're listening on Spotify, please subscribe, turn on your notifications so you never miss a new episode, and share the podcast with as
2: many people as possible. Hey, well, he's like a professional now, right? You like now, his little
1: announcer voice.
2: We have a new toy, <laughs> so let's try it out. <laughs>
3: yes shout out to uh whoever got did you did how did we come into this thing
1: um by returning the one that we bought just recently but brent actually stepped up and um oh my goodness now i'm drawing a blank dude we need to give him a Uh, roger's name so Roger and Brent, both of them, uh, chipped in because... I don't remember the guy's
2: were... <laughs> name. Roger was on my mind, but no, it wasn't. Oh, wait, it was Roger.
1: Yeah, so so Roger and Brent. Um, Roger walked up. We were at Celebrate Recovery one night, and he came up afterwards and said, Hey, this is uh, this is my allowance. I want to give you it so that way you guys can get your new soundboard. And I'm like... Oh, what a guy. I'm like, there we go. And uh, Yeah. So as soon as he did that and Brent, when they me and Brent I were talking... You i'm hanging up the phone with brenton next thing i know it says uh you received money in into um paypal and i'm like all right well let me order it and i'm leaving for i'm leaving for atlanta this weekend but i'll have it delivered to jeremy's house
2: (laughs) yeah
1: well
3: it's uh hopefully our listeners can tell the difference because we can tell the difference definitely yeah
2: there's a a good difference It's, it's keeping us alive that, a oh heartbeat? My God. that
3: was a
1: little
2: heartbeat.
3: Nice. we yeah, got good, those yeah. pretty
2: buttons nice. to push now. And then, of course, we've got everyone's favorite. Nice.
1: I can't wait till he gets more things downloaded, though. You're
2: I can't. <laughs> I can't. The old, Maybe
1: uh, they won't be as loud and obnoxious whenever we do it. So. Oh,
2: no, no, they will be. <laughs> they will be. Yeah. All so right. um, They've got to be.
1: We figured while we were gone, because we want to jump into mental health coming up soon. yes. Um, But we didn't want to do it a disservice, that was for sure. So we figured talking, and and let's get back to the basics of recovery. And um, I love the definitions of recovery. I just love definitions, period. So um, where'd I go? Where'd I go? Where'd I go? A return to normal state of health, mind, or strength. I guess normal is a key word there. I just don't know what that means.
0: It's a setting on a dryer
1: i don't i don't know any any normies at all or the the second definition the action or process of regaining possession or control of something stolen or lost now that one i I mean i like both of them you know a a normal state of health minor strength but there's some about action and process you know um Just because I love the definition of process.
0: I was going to say, it's because of process. Yeah, I love the definition of process. It is a process.
3: Did you define that word like on our second podcast? Process, yeah. Would you like to, because I'm sure a lot of people haven't heard the second podcast. No,
2: because it sucked. Totally sucked, yeah. It did not suck.
3: So,
1: what,
2: the definition (laughs) of process?
3: Yes, would you like to give everybody the definition of process?
1: A series of actions or steps taken in order to achieve a particular end.
2: Nice. yeah. for, for normal. Or normalcy this one. Yeah. Normalcy? Let's let's normalcy. talk about that. Yeah. The condition of being normal, the state of being usual, typical, or expected. Hmm. Yeah, I don't
1: like it. <laughs> so anybody could be normal, just I mean, like we expect Derek to be a certain way. <laughs> so would that be normal then? He never disappoints, doesn't he? Right. And he never disappoints.
2: <laughs> Right, and and if he if he isn't who we expect him to be, that's
0: outside of the norm. Yes, right. That's when. That's where you, That's when my accountability team comes in and checks me on it. Right. Right. Thank you.
1: That we do like to do. So, are you going to go through those as we? Whoops, let me hide that. Um, <laughs> I was like,
3: it's nothing bad, folks. Just it's it's, nah, it's, it's not.
2: It's just a drink that's not sponsoring. Us. <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> I
1: doubt if we'll ever Watch ask it. them to because it gives you yeah. wings.
3: Well, well no, Shane, when you sent out the text the other day, um, probably from Atlanta, you asked a couple questions and I was like, I'm gonna ask my the guys in my transitional living these questions just to kind of see where they're at. And the guy with the most sobriety, I think, is at sixty nine days. So Congratulations. Answer, Answering yes, uh answering these questions I thought was pretty interesting from their point of view, and then we can get it from people who have some more time.
1: So. so if you want to start with them, then we go. And then, yeah, because I also want to hear from our listeners okay. that hopefully have a wide range of, of sobriety as well, because it, just some fun topics to
2: really yeah, leave cover. Leave a comment. Yeah. Um, after you hear the questions.
1: <laughs> I have questions for them right at the very end. Oh,
3: good. The first question I asked of them was, what is recovery and what does it mean to me? Uh, one of the gentlemen, Bill says, recovery is crucial to sobriety. It's the time you put in working with others and your sponsor. The harder you work on recovery, the better your odds. Recovery is gratifying. You will notice change and a new person developing.
1: Yeah. I like how he, um, separated sobriety and recovery. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you guys picked up on that. Yeah. How, uh, how much clean time does he have?
2: Sixty-nine days,
1: Bill,
3: or is that? Oh, that was the, no. I you know I wrote them down on a different sheet of paper. I left that sheet of paper at work <laughs> because every every morning they do their check-ins and their Fanos. So yes, they're doing Fanos. Um, so they do their Fanos and they give me the day sober, and I can't remember. Everybody's around sixty something
2: days, with the exception of one person. Do we want to give a quick definition of Fanos before we move on?
1: So yeah, Fanos is a daily check-in. It's really good for couples, but you could do it as as an individual. It's feelings, affirmations, needs, ownership, and struggles, sobriety. Struggles, yeah.
3: Struggles slash sobriety.
1: And that's what it is. It, it's a way that, that especially for couples, that they could check in at the end of a night, and you go through your fanos, and you're not allowed to say some, anything back. So you could communicate your feelings, um, your wants, your needs, all these things, and they can't respond. For 24 hours. The minimum is 24 hours, yes. Yeah, that's,
3: what, that's what I mean, I do.
1: So that way, if it's, if it's really important to see it and look at your face, and, and that's what it's designed to stop because when if our wives come to us and they want to say something, we're listening to react, not listening to hear them.
2: Oh, contraire, mon frère. Oh, no. I, I have studied under the great KS who taught me the most important question. Tell me more about that. But also, I've also, as a personal note, just, you know, everyone else is different, right? I like to listen. So I listen. I i, I really work hard at not responding or not reacting, but there responding.
1: You go. But most don't. Right. So, especially with the couples that we deal with, uh, myself and Christina. None of them listen to actually hear right. and try to understand what the other is saying. So this gives them that opportunity. And if it's important to them, they'll remember it the next day. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's not important. It's not important enough to, to have that response to. Right. So it's, it's just a really neat tool. So that's the fan host. Next one.
3: Yeah. I, I so I have four. I only have four guys in the house right now. So uh, Scott Z shout out to Scott Z. Recovery to me is not using, and more and more it means I can be a role model to my kids and friends. Oh, I already did Bill, didn't I? Uh, Oh, Ryan H. Shout out to Ryan H. Recovery to me is restoring myself to sanity through Jesus. Recovery to me is at the top of my list of priorities. Without recovery at the top of my list, I lose everything
2: below it. Amen to that. Wow. I like that he's been at this for a while or he's been listening very well he listens well yeah finally is he (laughs) is this his first trip through 10th
1: trip it's his second second trip nice and he's already talking
3: like that well the first time he sat in my office and said i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna prove you wrong myself will will keep me going and i said i'll see you soon (laughs) <laughs>
2: yep we'll have a spot ready for i, I you saw him soon
3: <laughs> so he uh he is one of those that um is is the the role model for everybody else and i'm not trying to toot his horn right now because i know he listens but he's the one that he his actions he backs up his his words with his actions and I, it, it's not the same person he was four or five months ago so very cool that's awesome and then last we have Rob recovery to me means being able to live a sober life without needing or using to live a life on a day-to-day basis having a clear state of mind being able to be content and at peace with myself
1: content is the thing that stood out yep contentment is tough Mm. what do you teach these guys in the house Jeremy yeah
0: stuff stuff <laughs> is it for sharing it, it, yeah
2: it's trademarked or copyrighted and you can't share it with
3: us no we uh you know it's kind of been a especially with the unique group that I have now um and I say unique is it it's just really small, you know, and we've we've kind of struggled to keep people in. We've had some chaos in the house and the guys that are still there have experienced all that chaos and they've really, you could see the growth from that and uh, that's good to see. And I mean, I had people that wanted, two guys were like, I'm, I'm done with this. I, I, I can't, I can't. And then boom, uh, well, I need to extend it another month, don't I? I was like, that's not my call. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I like what you're, uh, obviously what you're teaching the guys there. Um, I wish you could share it. It wasn't like, you know top secret stuff
2: right but
3: no that's love. what i was i was getting at it's um these <laughs> back to today's topic back to the basics and i that's that's really what we're doing is i'm just keeping it basic simple and this is what you have to do and you know get Derek as a role model mike's that you know well you are a role model And I don't look like it, but
0: um. (laughs) I work real with the Puerto Ricans and Mexicans.
1: (laughs) No, (laughs) Um. no, geez. See, the things that we expect.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And that was one of them. Just talked about that. Um, (laughs) Where was I at? (laughs) Well, oh, just back to the basics. And. And, you know, I've taken the guys now to the outside meeting because things kind of got chaotic. And then the guys came and, and I just told them about my home group on Saturday morning and they all showed up. And so they get to see that I'm actually doing this thing and not just telling them to do that. And so, and it's not, let me go back. It's not about me, but I try to teach them by my actions and my words. So, mm-hmm.
1: words yeah. are important, but so are our actions.
2: Actions are very important.
1: So, let's ask that question. Derek, we haven't heard from you much since you couldn't hear. Yeah, right. So, what does recovery mean to you?
0: Well, the funniest thing, right? Okay, so if I can share my amount of time, I'm going on 59 months of sobriety. In the first year of my recovery, I just thought I was about being sober. I'm not going to lie. I did not realize there was so much more to recovery until it was actually pointed out to me that I wasn't doing it right. Well, that was awful nice of them. You're not doing it right. We, yeah. I mean, I am appreciative of my team that, you know, my accountability team that was probably like, dude, something ain't right. with you Are know, you're not doing the proper recovery. And Obviously I was not. So what does it mean to you then now? Recovery to me is surrendering myself to my higher power to God, whatever you want to call it, and just really recovering from all the crap I went through in life and working through those issues and building through those issues better in my life altogether. Full on recovery. Beautiful. Thank you very much.
2: Very nice. Jimmy James? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> So what, I've been trying. Is, I've been trying to be present with everyone else. The, what,
1: and what does recovery mean to you?
2: What does recovery mean to me? It means to not do what I did yesterday or years ago. And so I use the tools that I learned by going through the steps, along with daily time with God, Bible reading. Journaling now. I can put that in my, my, on my recovery resume.
1: Is it still going? Yeah. I yeah, love yeah.
2: it. Still going. Yep. And, uh, still going to meetings because I want to make sure that that is part of it. Not only for my own sanity, but just for the sanity of those around me.
1: Yes. Thank you. We appreciate it.
2: Because I, I tell you, I, uh, I'm the kind of person where I love I love conferences. I love little teachings. Saturday we had a a thing about and en, the Enneagram, Enneagram.
1: Oh, Enneagram, yeah.
2: Yeah. And uh so I I was enjoying that. It was it was actually very interesting to me. And then as we're going through it the people are like, "Well, here, you know, here's there's a, a quiz. Go ahead and take the quiz if you want to. But don't think of this as the be all end all right because it's something that you're going to probably want to do over time i'm doing the quiz and i'm looking at it and i'm going i get i get my number back it was a seven and i thought we haven't gone through seven yet well let's wait and see so as soon as i'm done we're going they go over the things that sevens do and i'm like oh crap that's me <laughs> are you kidding me That's no no that's not it is it was me it was, <laughs> I don't remember what it is right now. I've got it in my backpack, but
1: yeah, I've never taken one of those. We always used disc back in the day. Yeah, the disc profile. So it was
2: it was interesting. Yeah, like because I don't know my uh, what's the uh, the really popular one um,
1: Myers Briggs.
2: Myers Briggs. I keep thinking Myers Squib, and I'm like, I think that's a drug company. But yeah, Myers Briggs. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I've never taken that either.
0: Like somebody off uh, SpongeBob. It does <laughs>
2: Myers <laughs> Squid. So. he's the banker of uh of the uh underworld there <laughs> the
1: so jeremy since you brought that for all the uh, for all your guys
3: what does recovery mean to you that's why i brought it for all the guys so i didn't have to answer the question
1: <laughs> <laughs> see what i did thank you thank you
2: thank
1: you deflection don't work <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's <quality> right there. <laughs> oh gosh, I needed that. <laughs> uh,
1: recovery
3: to me, keeping it simple. It's a journey, not a destination. Hmm. Progress, not perfection. Do the next right thing.
1: That's so. It. Recovery is slogans.
3: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Recovery is all about slogans. So
3: I'll, I'll give you an example. So yes, I, I went, you. I went to uh, I went to Sam's the other day. So you guys are ignorant. Here um, just now figuring that out. I know. I went to Sam's the other day, and you could scan and go, which I love, oh, by yeah. the way. And I wish I wish the other big warehouse store did the same thing, but they don't. Anyway, I, I I do it, and I picked up along the way. I picked up a thing of those tender steak strips, which I love. And I was like, I'm not going to get those. And I thought I'd put them back on the shelf. I do my scan thing, go out, get to my truck, start loading everything in. And I'm like, I didn't pay for these. I went in and I looked at my receipt and am like, would they really know it's $14? Steak strips. How are they going to know? They're like, I, I can't not, not do that, right? So I pull up to the front and I go in. And the guy's like, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I didn't buy these. I scanned scanning and, and went to, did the scanning and go, and I didn't buy them. And he goes, are you serious? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, you could just keep them. I'm like, I don't. I didn't pay for them. And so I'm giving them back. And he's like, well, thank you for your honesty. Like, he didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I was like.
2: Not many people do that.
3: Yeah. But you didn't scan them and take them home then? No. Because I, I, I didn't want them. And okay. I didn't want to have to do another scan and go and then have to go back through the thing. And so, but it was Saturday. So, but that's like something like I would not have done prior, you know, I would have been like, Oh, okay. I probably would have seen how much crap I could get for free in my cart without getting caught.
2: Well, yeah. Cause they only check
0: three,
2: three things. Four yeah, yeah. But they did it with the scanner and then, you know, you're screwed if they, if that one they scan that one thing, yeah,
1: that would be funny if if it was that one thing like wait a minute i promise you i'm not trying to steal that one dollar that one dollar item well beef is definitely the,
2: not one dollar 65 foot inch tv that he tried to walk out with
1: right so that's to me that's progress not perfection that's i mean Oh, that sounded like do the next right thing or do the next right thing
3: yeah yeah, yeah. both
1: both hand both hand i bad. always good if we could hear an example what is it what does it mean to you shane For me it was all about life change i mean how how can i go from using people to serving people how can i how do i make me better and make my family better right because it it all starts with me once i started getting healing the rest of my family wanted healing and so i was able to work on me which just trickled down to them but seeing the, the life change Quitting using was the easiest part of the journey. And I mean, we say it all the time, but it, it honestly was. Not using was the easiest part of this journey. Making a financial amends, getting right in the head, starting to finally remember things, which sometimes I still forget, but nowhere near like it was, we could be mid-sentence and I wouldn't know what we were talking about. So my brain had to heal. What I had to heal. All them things had to happen.
2: Is he still talking? Yeah. See how easy
1: it is for me to just ignore people? And i can just keep yeah, on going anyway
0: i see that it's impressive yeah here, let me i'm used to
1: being on stage real
0: quick.
1: so yeah i mean it was really all about life change
0: in the end yeah. the funny thing is though is we're teaching others you know how to you know about recovering that the majority of the ones i seem to speak to they just think being sober is it mm-hmm. if i leave here and not use i will be okay Brother, let me know how that works for you, man. It's because it's really. That's why he'll come back in another few days. Yeah, we're within within the next month, it's been that, that like, we're in the season of returns right now. Let me just put it that way.
3: I say all the time: if you find an easier, softer way, you don't have to drink, and everything in your life gets better. Write a book and come back and tell us about it. Right. Just, to, I mean, share it with everybody. If you figure it out.
0: Come back and yeah. tell us. Yeah. You get your cure card. Let me know how it's done. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely interested.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
3: <laughs> so my question would be are you ever recovered from anything? In in this
2: okay, wait, are we gonna go down that slope right now? Are do gonna do that?
1: I, and I don't mind doing it. it We're gonna I, do it. I love doing it. We're
2: gonna do it. That's why um Uh, this so, is our our religious minute here
3: so do you Can mean we re-
2: saved and delivered by jesus christ <laughs> so and that's going
1: to be the question though what do you mean do you are you ever recovered because i i would say you could be recovered but you're never going to be healed or cured or you're not going to be yeah. cured there's there's going to be a difference we'll experience recovery we'll experience being recovered but not not cured and so I don't, I don't know. You'd have to give me what you mean by that. Is it okay
3: for, and I'm just asking the question, is it okay for somebody to say, yeah, I've recovered from alcoholism or I've recovered from drug addiction?
2: I think all three of us that are, you're asking that question to are thinking, uh, heck no.
0: No. And there's nothing I hate more hearing somebody say that I celebrate recovery from whatever it is they're dealing with. If they mean they don't
1: struggle with it anymore, then saying that is probably one of the the dumbest things I've ever heard. So I I had a conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago that struggles with mental health, and they said, well, you know, my mental health don't come out anymore, so I don't really struggle with it. I said, quit taking your meds. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Quit taking your meds. Your meds are what helps you. That's, that's what makes sure that that your mental health stays in check. If you quit taking meds. So that means if you're cured from your mental health issues, you could quit taking meds. And once you stop taking meds, you're going to know if you're cured or not. People say I'm cured or I'm recovered from my addiction, but yet you may not struggle with it now because God took the obsession, the compulsion and the desire from you. That's the miracle that's what God did for you. you Remove those, the obsession, the compulsion, and the desire. But if you put that in your body, what do you think is going to happen?
2: Nothing good. Yeah. You're going
1: to go right back, <laughs> yeah. right where you left off, and it's going to it's going to go out of control. We we know this. Jesus warned us about it 2,000 years ago. And Didn't so, we
2: talk about that last week? One uh, demon leaves your body, seven more come yeah, in, and they're going right. to worse?
1: He goes out and gets his homeboys and come back and kick it, and they're worse than he is. They're louder, more obnoxious. But I that that's what always well, I don't struggle with that anymore because I've been, I've been sober now for 10 years. Well, put it back in your body. I promise you, you still struggle with it. The thing that is God has stepped in and and relieves you the obsession, compulsion, and the desire, but you can't put it back in your body. Part of what, what we are told to do is we must die to ourselves. And if we're willing to die to ourselves, to our selfish desires, then we can experience that freedom. But play with fire. You will get burned. Yes, you will. There are yes. Any of the national team, anything like that, none of them ever use it. Right. Um but a lot of people have gotten fancy with their introductions instead of keeping it simple, stupid. Let's go with another slogan.
2: Let's yeah, let's do it. We're-
1: I like to keep it stupid
2: simple. And the worst part is, for Celebrate Recovery, you are supposed to write your testimony and then send it to whoever, wherever you're going to give your testimony. And <laughs> I think I've talked about this. I knew a guy who sent them to hundred within a 150-mile radius, right, and he got two back saying, uh, here's the testimony worksheet on how you're supposed to write it. And Let's redo that. I've seen some very terrible ones. In in fact, someone who I I would call a good friend at this point, when his he first wrote his, the first paragraph. I'm talking sentences was, I've struggled with this and this and this and this and, this and recovered from this and just it went on and on and on and and I'm like, dude, one or two things is probably going to be perfect.
1: So why, why do we only do one or two things? It, right now, folks, if you don't know, we're talking about Celebrate Recovery, how we introduce ourselves. We introduce ourselves. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus that struggles with addiction and mental health. My name is Shane. Hi, Shane. That's, Hi Shane. that's the introduction, but give us, why do we only do one or two?
2: We only do one or two because our focus is on the newcomer. And anything more than that Or any time that we say we've been delivered from or even we celebrate recovery from whatever, that tells the newcomer that, oh, they don't really have to do a whole lot. They just have to believe in Jesus, I guess. I don't know.
0: Just show up on Thursday nights and it's about to happen.
2: so,
1: So, yeah, I mean, it's one, if we have 15 things that we're saying up there, that we still struggle with then it's does this program work right if we start saying what we've been delivered from cured from and celebrate recovery from now they're lost and they don't know how to introduce themselves correct and then if they don't experience that that deliverance then I must not be good enough
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and so that's that's awfully confusing for a newcomer especially if they're not a believer yet
2: so I wonder if part of it is someone in their twisted viewpoint thought to themselves well if i show the newcomer i'm delivered from drugs and alcohol but i still struggle with codependency that shows that the program works mm. or I, i'm just saying maybe this is someone's thoughts on that
1: i think it's ego driven <sighs>
2: yeah ego
1: edging it, god out yeah I, I think it's let me one up the person that did the introduction before me and let me show you how because i'm a faithful. Unbelievable! The one and only follower of our high king. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pleasure to meet you.
2: It's yeah. Ooh,
1: I love good. your. I love the music that you got. That so pretty. reclaiming hope. Um, we're we're a place that, that families could come. They could experience healing um, together. Because we're getting ready to get into this to where everybody has the same opportunities for recovery. You know, so many times we leave the family out, and to us, it's the most important piece is the entire family getting healing. They're down there holding hands, which is kind of strange. I saw that. (laughs) So let's go through, uh, I guess I'll give you the mission. Reclaiming Hope Recovery Centers where people struggling with substance use or mental health issues and their families can find hope and healing by being anchored in recovery and Jesus. So that the ripple effect will empower and change others' lives, both in the community and the world, and that's what we're we're ready to fight the fight.
0: back, I
1: couldn't quite hear him, but
2: that time it was okay.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> so that's it in a nutshell. I mean, we'll we'll do one day maybe we'll just talk about what all it is because. It would take us a long time to really go through it and talk about everything that we're going to be doing. We're going to offer counseling services, individual, both for and for couples. Um, We're going to have services for kids. We're going to have a landing program, of course. Um, Find a way to open a CP in there to Celebration Place. So landing is going to be recovery for teens. Um, We'll also have teen AA, teen Al-Anon, just in yoga. How about that? yoga so that way you could get right in the mind
0: i thought he said yoda
1: <laughs> no yoda no yoda oh but yeah I we'll be able to will be. we're going to be a one-stop shop where people could come in when they get out of treatment one of the things that we do to ourselves is get very overwhelmed of i have to do this i have to do this i have to do this and i have to do this how do i get all these things done and i have to go to five different places to do all these things and they'll be able to come to one place and get them all done so it'll be a it's a beautiful thing. It is. should be June 30th and moving into a place right here in Lake St. Louis. Nice.
2: Instead Ooh. of running
1: it out of our house. Because it's, it's weird having everybody come to your house to do it. You can't. It's like, when am I on, when am I off? So <laughs> it's so that so, separation. Yeah. yeah, you really do. So. Yeah. But we've been running a lot of the counseling services out of the home as of right now. But pretty soon we'll have a building and we're going to have some fun
2: perfect that'd be awesome yeah
0: i'd love to work there me too
2: (laughs) (laughs) all right all right so where are we at now okay
0: we're back to talk about what recovery is and what it means to us (laughs) and the different things i think when we took off we were talking about the newcomers and how people were introducing themselves we have mentioned the
2: newcomers a time or two yeah.
1: yeah we uh we got off on a tangent, as we sometimes do, because Jeremy had to ask, do we recover? Yes, we recover, but we're not recovered. Ooh. I mean, I knew the answer. I just wanted to ask it. Yeah. You
2: know?
3: But
1: <laughs> I figured this was a day no, of slogans. We do recover.
2: But we're not recovered. <laughs> we do recover. We together. do recover. Together. Together. You we can recover only see together. how I recover. <laughs>
0: Happy are those that celebrate recovery.
2: <laughs> oh, geez, let's not go there. Right there.
1: So, what fellowship <laughs> th- here does everybody attend?
0: Celebrate recovery.
2: Celebrate recovery.
0: And then uh, AA, AA on yeah. early on Wednesday mornings.
1: Yeah, you did start going to. I do. Yeah,
0: good. The seven a.m. meeting. Yep.
3: Good. Good.
0: Only once a week, though.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you go to Celebrate Recovery and you go to AA. Yes. And Brenda. Brenda, yes. yes yeah, love
2: Yes, yeah, she's
0: a sweetheart.
2: Yes, she is. Counseling? I'm assuming. No. 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 She's been chairing that. seven Does your wife know about Brenda? I mean, what? Oh, she chairs the meeting. She's, oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well,
2: you guys are just talking like everybody should know what you're talking about. So you have to, you have to really be careful <laughs> that is with true. that. Yes. Because so yeah, I a... didn't
0: hear. There is a meeting at seven a m in my neighborhood that I go to on Wednesday mornings on my day off
2: right in your neighborhood do you walk there?
0: I could I mean I won't
2: is that the two twelve yes, oh okay that's a ways that's, yeah, yeah,
0: that's, yeah. Not, but, that's
2: not that's not that's <laughs>
1: not in
0: your neighborhood. I mean, I could ride my bike there. I'm not that old yet
1: dude, he wouldn't make it down to the end of Brian
0: whatever I man I used to. <laughs> I'd be beating, would you, yeah, would be beating a lot faster, that. I'd be beating a lot faster, I rode that bike down to Walmart. It is not that much farther. Oh, wow.
1: So Celebrate Recovery is where I spend all my time these days. I do love NA, Narcotics Anonymous. Um, I found a lot of those meetings around our St. Charles area are really, really good meetings. But I haven't been there in a while. I probably need to jump back in because I still have a lot of friends over there.
2: So here's a question that I have. That has just come up recently, I guess, in my own mind. Outside of going to church on Sundays, I also do a Bible study, mm-hmm. and I feel that I get filled up in that Bible study. Because when I go to Celebrate Recovery, I'm I'm serving there because I'm I'm on the team. I'm a state rep. People always ask me questions and stuff. I'm serving. Yes. So how how do you? What are your feelings on on getting filled? in something other than a recovery program i think it's especially
1: a bible study it's needed yeah we have to have stuff outside of recovery we do we but it all has to do with each other don't it i mean even if we look at the bible 90 percent of it is recovery but we need things because we we have to learn we have to eventually learn a healthy balance So, I mean, I I think for the first two years of my recovery, I went to a meeting every day. yeah. Um, Never missed for the first couple of years of my recovery. Then I started backing down. But then as I backed down, let's talk about the evil spirit leaving us. I had to fill it with something. Mm -hmm. So what was I filling that that time with then? Because you got to be careful with it, you know, and how you do it. I think a Bible study is a phenomenal thing.
0: What about disc golf on Wednesday mornings?
1: Disc golf is probably better than Bible (laughs) study. Really? You would say that? Yeah, look at James. Look at his look. (laughs) Pastor
2: Shane, everybody. Pastor Shane if i was if i didn't have send budget. all the correspondence regarding
0: this to pastor shane
1: yeah, please do Podcast. and then you could come on and play disc golf with us and you'll see why
0: yeah i'm actually working on my work schedule so i can come back to the bible study because i enjoy that bible study very much i was there for what, oh, yeah. four years
2: we're gonna do book of ephesians starting. Ooh, week.
0: finally we're getting back into the bible and not watching videos
2: oh there'll be videos but there'll be decent videos when does it start this saturday
0: all right everybody hear that this saturday June 10th. 10, 10th.
2: 10th. 10th, yes. You're going to be there or be square?
0: I will be there if my boss allows it, if I can come in late and work late. Which just, boss? Yeah, <laughs> my boss, the one I work with. Heather? Yes. <laughs> Heather encourages me to go, okay? Just because she wants you out of the house. Yeah, she it's wild. not that. <laughs> she knows cause she know, leave know, me alone cause the Bible study was a big um, filling thing I did in my life and my wife knows that she's upset the fact that I go to work on Saturday mornings instead of going to the Bible study because I enjoy that Bible study and I got filled regularly not just like at a recovery meeting so I wasn't the only one no you're not yeah and that's why I'm I'm going to ask and work around the times so I can do that and then go straight to work
2: oh nice yeah that'd be that's fun that's my plan yeah
1: That'd be wise if she let you.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, because okay, just let's let's just go a little bit. This, this the what we've been doing at the Bible study is uh, I'm not gonna say what the series is, but it's it's kind of a long series, and everything that we've been doing for the last two months of this whole series Same. has felt like recovery. It was, it's nothing but recovery. Just recovery
0: just, for church folks.
2: Right, it's it's non twelve step recovery, you know, watered down kind of, if you will. At least that's how I felt about it.
1: But it was still filling. It it was oh, still yeah, filling yeah, your cup. Yeah. So
2: good. Right. I mean, not not the video portion. The the portion that fills me is the discussion afterwards. That's that's the really the best part of it all. Yeah. And and building those relationships. And you know being being torn down while you're being built up at the same time it's it's very
1: uh very know, jesus-like
2: kind very, of very yeah. jesus-like yeah yes actually yeah it yeah. really is yes <laughs> we a way to look at that yeah
0: it's about 12 people in the bible study
2: yeah if we could only get them to do a step study it would be so amazing but
0: that was just the thing i we need to get back on the subject i think but i was oh. just going to say real quick Back on the thing is we've mentioned over and over again that you guys this is steps three and four. This yeah. is steps five and six. Are you guys not realizing that you, you, everything you guys won't show up on Thursday nights to do with us? We're doing right here, right now.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah, and it's we, because it's named something else. Yeah, well, I right. understand. it don't have recovery in the name. That's all you got to do is take recovery out of the name, and they'll do it. Everybody I counsel does a four step. They just don't get told this is a recovery four, four step.
2: step.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because if you do, they're not going to do it. Oh, whoa, I I don't have that problem.
2: So you just take... Yes, the, you are codependent. Yeah,
1: so you just take the name recovery out of it. You, you use the same questions to walk them through the steps, and you have fun. They'll do it, and they won't mind it. Then afterwards, you tell them, all right, no, you just went through the steps. Now you're going to lead a step study. Thanks. Is
0: this, is this going to be a meeting that we have at the new building?
1: Well, yeah, because it's called Reclaiming Hope. It don't have the word recovery in it. Uh, hmm. You intentionality so does it matter for a newcomer what fellowship they go to if i'm just getting into recovery what are you going to tell somebody
2: get to a meeting mm-hmm.
1: but what does that mean like if you ran into me you go to celebrate recovery you go to aa what are you going to tell me to do try them all try one you like right. yeah. and then keep
3: going to a meeting until you find one you're comfortable with because that's that's the sorry, I did yell that's the biggest thing with people who come into AA and they go to a meeting that's not good, and they're out there. There's over a thousand meetings in the St. Charles County and St. Louis County area a week. So there is no excuse as to well, I don't have time to get to a meeting. There's literally one from six a.m till three o'clock in the morning, and you can find a meeting. You found time to use. You found time to drink. You can find time to get to a meeting. You can literally go from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting for 12 straight hours if you wanted to. So you're going to find one where you connect with people and you have to do that. The problem is, is we're so uncomfortable in that beginning and convincing somebody. I think it's amazing when people come off the street and come into AA, you know, and they're like, I've got 24 hours sober and I, They come back the next week, and you got a week. You know, next thing you know, they're and they're doing this thing coming off the street. I'm like, I couldn't do that. (laughs) I I physically couldn't do it. But it's great for them, and they keep coming back to the meetings that they like, and that's what you got to do.
1: So it's okay if I go to AA and NA celebrate recovery can i do all of them or do i have to stay with just do i have to pick one and then find the meetings i like well, none
3: what am them, i allowed to do none of them are exclusive yes they are which one a
2: closed meeting for aa oh, i don't okay. know about yeah. any yeah. But, yeah. but yeah you have yeah. to make sure if it's an yeah. open meeting or a closed meeting found that out the hard way
3: even then but, right yeah you know cuz i've you know amy's coming with me to a closed meeting and i wasn't paying any attention and they just say hey, this is a closed meeting, and then she'll say, hey, I'm not in, you know, I'm in Al-Anon, and then they'll say, well, we'll let her stay or whatever, you know?
2: As long as it's a mixed gender meeting, too. Yes. It's not a men's men's
1: closed meeting, or so they'll have to pay attention to that, but am I okay to do different fellowships?
0: Yes. I was going to say, I hope so. I do.
1: Well, good. (laughs) I know a lot of people have that question. Um, I just went through this with a another guy and and we we're going to talk sponsors in, in just a moment um doesn't matter where my sponsor is what if i go to celebrate recovery mainly but my the guy that i've really like i love here and share and he has something that i want is in aa but i go to celebrate recovery because i really don't like aa
2: do you want to get into the meat of it or you just want to in generalities in generalities it doesn't matter but it so recently come into this, someone is a leader for a Celebrate Recovery, uh, one of the ministry leaders, and the church said, well, that's great that you have a sponsor in AA, but we want you to have a Celebrate Recovery sponsor. So you you might run into that, but that's going to be kind of probably an outlying case. Yes. Rather than the norm. Seeing we're talking about normalcy.
0: Yeah. All right. But uh I actually, so I do go to an AA meeting, but I would, I don't know if I would actually feel comfortable being a, a sponsor to somebody in AA right now, because I've been my recovery has been Celebrate Recovery for so long. Yeah, I started going to these AA meetings so I get get that different feel, you know. But to be a sponsor for somebody in AA, because reality, I've got just so many days in AA as opposed to the years in Celebrate Recovery I just wouldn't feel right
2: is that well and on top of that was that your drug of choice no was alcohol yeah see if alcohol wasn't your drug of choice is is someone in AA going to want you to be their sponsor let's flip it around
3: I wouldn't personally I wouldn't have a problem with it I, I I personally wouldn't I've also been to meetings in this oh it makes me so angry. I've been to AA meetings where they're like, "If you're an addict, you're not an addict in this room." I mean, they've straight up said that, and I'm like,
2: "It's the same thing. It's the same thing." So, addiction is addiction.
0: Yeah. You would think they'd come together and just be addicts anonymous. Cuz together. That's like you said, it's the exact same it's the thing.
2: Same. It's the same
3: thing. And I know. Celebrate recovery.
0: Yeah. But I know people that are in.
3: That are addicts that come to AA because they enjoy AA more. And there's a lot more right. AA meetings. I mean, right. there are there are plenty of NA meetings, but there's yeah. a lot more AA meetings. And they like the fellowship of it, you know, yeah. because there's always something going.
1: Yeah, there used to be almost 400 meetings just in St. Charles in a week of NA meetings. Now, since COVID, I don't know um, how many are still around.
2: That dirty pandemic.
1: I would say at the beginning, Jeremy, most people say only an alcoholic can help, help an alcoholic. So my, my sponsor has to come from AA and have a drinking problem. I would say your mindset now is somebody that's been in recovery for a while, we understand that the pain we feel is the same no matter what the symptom is. The root is the same. And so anybody could sponsor anybody. Now, how you sponsor depends on how you were sponsored. So that's that's the the whole thing you know he's never been walked through the big book now I could walk him through the big book like my old sponsor did to me um and so I could teach him those things and then it, so we we're always going to just sponsor how we were sponsored I I still sponsor like my NA sponsor my my first sponsor sponsored me I love it writing definitions and and doing more writing assignments than anything else because that's how I was sponsored
2: and you love to write
1: hate writing you
2: love to write
1: but I, I I hate writing but I love writing yeah it's that love hate relationship that that I've developed over the years so some fellowships let's go through them real quick and then let's let's go because um, I, I was trying to think of a bunch of them today there's there's all kinds of anonymous a a n a c a h a knows I mean
3: Overeaters anonymous yeah there's
1: Alatine,
2: anon Wait, can we go over HA again? Because I would, you say that, and I think heroin hate, anonymous, haters anonymous. But ah, okay,
1: haters anonymous, heroin anonymous, heroin. Okay, it, but I mean, if you hop on, it, there's so many. I, I took them to when I preached one weekend, and I showed the whole how many that there were. It is crazy with the amount of them. But anything for addiction, you could do. Um, all the way to food issues, Al-Anon, I think is important to mention though. Mm. Where's where's SA? Um, essay? SA I didn't put on there. Yeah. He's don't <laughs> he was gonna do his Mexican thing again.
2: <laughs> Jesus. You knew
1: where he was going. Oh, I mean, as no. soon as you said that.
2: No, no, no. No, for those who struggle with sexual integrity.
1: Yeah, sexual addiction. Um so there's plenty <laughs> of there's not a whole lot of those meetings around, but they are around. Um and there's some really good help but i like talking about the ones that that get left out alanon um nar
0: alatine i've never actually heard of that one
1: alatine yeah
0: yeah i've
2: heard of i've heard it is it like
0: the landing for aa mm-hmm.
1: yes
2: alatine's well, been no. around since i've been a teenager
1: yeah um the alatine is the codependent time. side of okay. teenagers
0: mm-hmm. yeah i just never i've never heard that term before yeah
1: um of course celebrate recovery and um, what about smart recovery? What
0: about there's SMART
3: recovery. There's Dharma recovery.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's all kinds of recovery. So there's more than one way to get to where you want to go. I guess that was that was the biggest. We always talk twelve steps. Hmm. Um,
2: well, the twelve steps don't change very much between each of the no. different programs. Nope. So, I guess that
1: was my big question about: it, Am I allowed to go to any of them? Really, they're the same.
2: Right.
1: It, a lot of it has to do with length of time. An hour, hour and a half meeting or a celebratory recovery where you might be there four hours.
2: Four uh, hours? Think
1: oh, about it. Think man. about what time people get there to set up and then what time some people close.
2: If you're serving.
1: Yes. To set up,
2: yeah. But, but if you're big enough, hopefully you have a team to set up in a different team. But if you're cover. serving in
0: fellowship, you show up a little early and stay. A little late, yeah. Yeah.
2: But think about that. So, But to me, That makes more sense because that way I'm spending less time at home by myself in my own thoughts and feelings. I'm around other people, and if I get home at 10 o'clock as opposed to 8 o'clock at night, if I'm just going to like an hour meeting for AA or whoever, and it's over at 8, what am I going to do for the next two or three hours before I want to go to bed? I understand some of them have fellowship events, and they go – Right after their meeting, they go to wherever to eat something or to do whatever.
0: Well, my seven o'clock meeting, they just go right outside and end up. everybody seems to hang out there for at least another hour, just fellowshipping and talking. Okay, yeah. So there is fellowship there. I mean, I leave because I got to go meet with one of my sponsees, but still, there's still the fellowship there. That's one of the things I really like about the seven o'clock meeting is that there is fellowship. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And that's 7 a.m. or 7 p.m.? 7 a.m. 7 a.m., yes. We have your whole day ahead of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: See, yeah, Celebrate Recovery does it usually in one night. Now, not everybody does a dinner. Not everybody does dessert. Correct. You know, some people just can't. They don't have that in their, Which is in their budget, or they just don't want to open the building, whatever the the reason may be. How important is fellowship?
0: Very
2: on a scale from one to ten?
1: One to five. Ten's just too much. One to five? Yeah. So
2: ten. <laughs> <laughs> one to five, 10.
1: Because I, I have written here meeting before the meeting and That's the right. meeting after the meeting. Meeting before and the meeting after to me
3: right. are the most of, I mean I mm. don't get me wrong, that the thing in the middle is great, but the meeting before and the meeting after. So my home group meets on Saturday mornings at eight AM. Uh, and I and I love that meeting. I was talking to uh, uh, one of the, um, one of my friends and she's been coming to that meeting for years. And she was talking about how she remembers when there'd only be like seven or eight people at the meeting. Mm -hmm. Now we're putting in 50, at least 50 people on a Saturday morning at that meeting. That's awesome. And it's good to see because you have the people that have the seven days, 30 days of recovery. Mm -hmm. And then you have the guys with the 37 to 42 years. and years. Yeah. And there's just a, and there's just a whole bunch in the middle. And when they share their struggles, and it's a big book study. So we start reading from the first page and we go all the way to the end until we're done. And then and we read a chapter a week. That's yeah. what we do. But we started doing this. Um, we meet for breakfast at 7am and there's anywhere between 10 to 15 guys that show up and just sitting there and talking drinking coffee, eating stuff that's going to clog our arteries, coffee. you know, <laughs> yeah. mm. then going to the meeting and then seeing everybody that didn't show up to breakfast, talking to them. And then we take a break. That's what I love about my meeting. My, my meeting goes from eight to nine 15. So after we're done reading our chapter, we take a short seven to 10 minute break. So then everybody goes out and gets the smoke break. Everybody talks. And then it gets that newcomer a lot more comfortable because he's not sitting there for a full hour, hour and 15 minutes. So he got to, he gets to go out and talk to people and people say, Hey, you're a newcomer, you know, welcome. And that just helps out tremendously. I wish every meeting did that personally. Yeah.
1: That's why I liked our hour and a half meetings in NA, because you always, you went through the readings at the beginning, um, and they, they might do something else, but then you had a break Mm -hmm. and I like having the break in the, in the middle. I think that's what I liked about celebrate recovery so much. We did dinner. We had a little bit of a a break before large group. Then after large group, you had a little bit of a break. Then you went to open share groups. And after open share groups, we had desserts. And I mean, I love food. So everything was okay that way. Mm -hmm. So the meeting before the meeting and the meeting after the meeting, Mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, that's very important. Mm -hmm. But so is sitting down and listening to the actual meeting, Mm -hmm. staying off your phone, (laughs) staying in your seat. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the one thing. Uh, I,
3: I especially tell my guys is going to a meeting is where you're going to really practice acceptance because there's going to be people that talk or people that come in that are going to bother you. You know, they'll make your skin crawl when they talk and it's like, man, you just got to let it go because that's what that person's doing for their recovery. And I can't judge them for that. I may not agree with it, you know, cause some people like to steal time. I would say mm-hmm. talk too much, like to hear themselves talk. And it's not for me to judge them on that. So, mm. I don't know.
1: That's a, we always said hijack. Hijack the meeting. Mm.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, yes. Hijack.
0: I was going to say is I had somebody. I went to a meeting and the majority of the people in there were always, were putting their recovery before God. And somebody grabbed me up at the end of the meeting was like, Hey, how do you sit in there through all that? Cause all they kept talking about was recovery, recovery first, recovery first. <sighs> And they weren't putting God before everything else. I so, said, well, that's what worked, just what you had said. That's what worked for them. I can't be mad at them because they chose that. That's not what I choose. But if that works for them and they are got 22 years, then that's what's working for them.
2: And they're going to have to make that right with God on the other, yeah, on that's on the other them, side. that's their side yeah. of the street, not mine. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: I don't know, man. There's all kinds of ways you could go with that. Are they really putting recovery before God? Do we know that, or do we just hear that in there? Because it was their quotes out of their mouth,
0: is what was heard. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I don't know. God knows their heart because I I could tell you if I wouldn't have put recovery in front of God for a while, I don't know if I'd still be here.
3: You, I was. It got me thinking because the first question we asked was, you know, what does recovery mean to you? Yeah. And now thinking about that, I would say. God is my recovery. Yes. Like that is, that's it. You know, if I had to sum it up into one word, that's it. God is my recovery. Because without him, I'm nothing. I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve anything. You know, it's the grace and mercy, which is another podcast that you should go back and listen to. If you're just not listening to this one for the first time. But Mm -hmm. I thinking about that now, I I have to put like the moment I wake up, God has to go number one. Mm -hmm. And I struggle with this because I do. Driving to work, somebody's going to make me angry. <laughs> you know? then I'm like, God, I just, I just talked to you this morning about being nice, and I'm not being so nice right now, so forgive me already. you know. But it's just having that conscious contact with God. Just consciously know He's there.
1: <clears throat> but that grows over time. Correct. And we do need to put God first in everything. But I could tell you at the beginning, I know I didn't. And it took a while to finally do it. And so hopefully they don't have a whole lot of, I mean, hopefully they do have a whole lot of clean time, but hopefully they start to put, like, if if that's important to them, if God is important to them, their spiritual walk is important to them, they'll put God first, I hope.
3: When did it click for you? When did when did you realize that you you were putting God before your recovery?
1: I was putting all kinds of things before God, money and my recovery. So it wasn't until july 2013 that i finally realized god was about fourth on my list and he sent me home from california without a job or anything else that was that was when my whole world got turned upside down and i figured a lot out because god was important and i know god kept me alive for a reason i was trying to figure it out but i was still putting recovery and money ahead of recovery money and myself obviously so that's why i said god was about fourth on the list yeah Yeah. and it was i yeah i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna sugarcoat it that's just where i was um but it took that that time in california to realize what i had done and then he sent me home the way i needed to be Mm -hmm. obedient without anything Mm -hmm. so it was it was pretty cool (laughs)
2: nice
1: so it took a while
2: so moving on
1: so why do I need a sponsor? Because I know we talked a little bit about sponsors earlier. We went we went down and, and talked about service work and or some other things, but how about a sponsor? Why, why do I need
0: a sponsor? It's biblical. It is. Yes. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything, I have commanded you and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age Matthew 18 or 28
2: 19 to 20 and yes he was with us always but don't call me surely <laughs> Oh my God! So how does
1: go and make disciples of the whole world or all the world line up with sponsorship
0: we're going out making disciples, as it says, for us to go and do. We are sponsoring individuals into be, becoming like we are and being disciples. And so they can go and do the same thing, just like as sponsors, we sponsor people. We tra- we um, guide them to where they got to go so they can do the same, to the, you know, in, to all people as it keeps going down the line. That's my thoughts, anyways. It
2: sounds about right. Okay, cool. So like we were talking about last week, it's a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Or is it more like a family
0: tree? I like the
1: family tree. I like the family yeah, tree. tree.
0: Yeah, we'll go with that one.
2: Because you're, you're. If if Jeremy is my sponsor, then I sponsor Derek. Derek is Jeremy's grand sponsor, right? And, yeah. And how that oh. works? Yes.
0: If Jeremy sponsors you, and you sponsor me, then Jeremy is my grand sponsor. That's what I just said. That's said. not what you said. That's exactly. What you said.
2: That's exactly what. That's not what I heard. <clears throat> <That's> not <clears throat> not I, I'm not getting <throat> a lot of oxygen in my brain, but I understood <laughs> what I said. <laughs> And Jeremy understood what I said. I knew
1: exactly. So how do you find a sponsor? How do you get a sponsor? Go to a meeting. Go to a meeting. Just go to a meeting? and yeah, you, but that, they, do they you. hand them? Ask do they just hand me a sponsor then at a meeting? They,
2: they do. do. They, they hand so, you a list yes. of numbers. Some, some 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 meetings will do that. Yeah, they, they do hand you a list of numbers.
1: I mean, let's think about this through a newcomer's, you know, through the lens of a newcomer you're telling me just go to a meeting. So I'm going to go to a meeting. I'm going to walk in. And they're going to be like, Hey, here's your sponsor.
0: Here's your, this, here's your, that. You're Wouldn't good. that be nice? Yeah, it doesn't happen that way. At no. least I've never been to Actually, a meeting. Where it happened happens, with it. somebody at the brick house. I walked right up to him and said, Hey, this is your sponsor. And they walked and It's worked so far. Really?
3: Yeah. Well, congratulations. Well, I'm just saying. That okay. So <laughs> now let's,
1: let's be real and talk about how do you get a sponsor? How do you find a sponsor?
2: Do you, do you want, Actual steps of finding a sponsor. Well, for,
1: for somebody that's listening, that's new,
2: find or, someone who's talking, and you're listening to what they're saying, and you're gravitating towards that person because of what they're saying about their recovery, about their sobriety. I,
3: I, I agree. It, it, find somebody who has what I want. Yeah. Not in that. So jealous, car? not that jealous yeah. way,
2: right? Not like uh, wanting Jesse's girl, but correct. Right. Yeah, you yeah, know we should.
1: Okay, so they got a real good job. They have a nice car. Not at no. all. I want to borrow it.
2: No, no, oh, no. Life-wise, like, like, like the in the inconceivable part of someone's life, their sobriety, the maybe their walk with God.
3: My sponsor, yeah, I've shared this before. My sponsor is thirty seven years of sobriety and we we text almost every morning. I would say every morning, at least he's sending me something, I'm sending him something every morning. Uh we meet on Saturdays and when he first came to me, which was a long story because I got fired uh from my other sponsor, rightfully so. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I started going through my list of sponsors today when this question came up. And I'm like, man, because I tried self-sponsoring a lot. <laughs> and oh. self-sponsoring does not work. Does not work? No. No. But when he talked, and, he, and even to this day, you know, his his wife just retired just a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he's talking to me. He's like, you know, this is, we've been married for a really long time. But now that we're both home together, it's kind of like, whoa, you know. Yeah. And here he is, doesn't think about drinking, you know, like we don't even talk about that obsession. There's nothing, none of that comes up anymore. It's literally just how you live life. It's like walking me through this, walking through this struggles, you know, and, and, and Shane, you're not really my sponsor, but you are my mentor and my friend. And so, you know, you and I talk all the time and it's like, I want what Shane has, you know, not because I, you know, granted
1: I'm getting into pens and your house is nicer though,
3: <laughs> but I don't care about the house. it's just the happiness, it's just seeing the peace that comes from following a christ you know a christ led life and 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 knowing that that's my ultimate goal is not my riches aren't here on earth. my riches are upstairs. amen, yeah.
2: that's your retirement plan that is yes, yeah.
1: Oh, I was thinking grandma made something because you said oh, his wow. riches were upstairs. So happy. I thought maybe yeah. grandma made some good dessert again she or something.
2: She made two
3: loaves of banana
2: bread, and I think oh. the kids and Amy ate most of it all. Oh, <laughs> I'm hoping for some more gooey butter cake. Right? Yeah,
1: and I think that's one thing I love about sponsorship is I want what you have. I want that sobriety. I want that recovery that's in your life. I want the peace that you have, the healing that you have found. Yeah. The life change that I see in you that I hear you speak. Mm-hmm. Anytime they share experience, strength, and hope.
3: But I also want somebody who's going to call me on my BS. I need somebody who's going to say, You really going to do that? Are you sure you want to do that? Or, No, you're just a
1: idiot, you know? I really like when you get called an idiot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, dummy.
3: Yeah, you've called me that a few times.
1: Let me know how that works out for you. <laughs> Like when they call you afterwards and they say, you know what? You were right. That was pretty stupid of me. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was. Well, okay. Let's let's flip the coin a little bit here. As sponsors, what's the best way to handle someone who says they want to be sponsored, but they don't listen, they don't contact, they don't do the the assignments? I am not going to work harder for your recovery than you do.
1: Let me know when you're ready to begin. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I I did tell one guy. I told him, don't contact me anymore, because he would only call me like when he was. Afterwards, at, at his worst, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, look, buddy, you, you've done nothing. Find somebody that you connect with, because mm-hmm. obviously you you don't want to listen and do the the assignments. And I have people that I really want to work with, but I say no because I'm I want to work with you. But if you're not going to do the work, then do us both a, a favor. You go find somebody, let me take care of these people. When you're ready, you let me know. And if I have room, I would love to do it. But you have to want it. You have to want it more than I want it for you. And that's hard because I really want it for everybody, even if it means I have to snow globe them.
0: <laughs> I think a sponsor's got to really challenge you too in your recovery.
1: I would say the, the challenge is big. Something we skipped. Can I have a female sponsor me? No. Yeah. How about in the fellowship of AA? I'll let Jeremy sit. I know he's not down here yet. But what's wrong? What's wrong with me finding a female sponsor?
2: Do you want to stay married?
1: I'm not talking about for my wife, but I, I'm just saying. Yes, <laughs> my. It, it's not about me being married. It's just about how I end up walking hmm. if I were to do so, but. I would say make sure that we're with same sex, um, men with men, women with women. The last thing we need to do is cloud our judgment. And we already talked about relationships and money ruin more recovery than anything else. So,
0: um, and the fact men and women think differently, completely, completely differently. Seriously. Last I heard. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. I'm glad you're back. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
1: so so anyway i i asked the question can i find a woman sponsor if i wanted one i'm sure you can find a woman sponsor should i no <laughs> do they allow that in the fellowship of aa absolutely not i know in some of the old books like na you you found a story about a woman that sponsored a man back in the day but mm-hmm. that don't really happen now that we have a lot more men and women both in in recovery but
3: and i <laughs> being a a, a
1: a married man
3: would never want to put myself in a situation where I'm going to make myself question myself or make my wife. Like, that, that's, that's disrespectful to my wife and God. And there's no way I would do that.
1: Good deal. Um, I did have a question that I wanted to ask people, but then we'll go into accountability partners or here, let's go into accountability partners. And I'll ask that other question. What is an accountability partner versus a sponsor? Maybe. My CR people probably know this one really well.
0: Well, The thing that I use that I've heard, I can't remember exactly who shared it with me, but it's like in a game of football and, we, you know, the process is getting devolved to the other end, which is your recovery the process, right? Coach is your sponsor. Your sponsor is your coach. He's the one calling the plays. He's the one saying what to do. The accountability team is, that t- is the team that's there to help get, you know, help get um get you to the other side. While the sponsors calling the shots, the accountability team's trying to get you to, to um do the process of recovery. So your
1: teammates, your line mates. Yes. Your line O line.
0: Yeah, whatever you want to do. actually it's a defensive line.
1: Um if they're moving the ball down the field that would be your O line. Right. But if if you're stopping somebody that would be the D line.
0: If they're calling me out on my BS that's a defensive action. <laughs>
1: We wow. We're talking about going down the field with the ball, so let's, let's just say great your teammates. Your teammates, Your teammates
2: are your accountability buddies. Yes,
1: I put battle buddies because you know,
0: yeah, we're battle brothers. Yeah, so yeah, I got the
1: battle bros. Sure, I got the battle bros. The battle buddies. So, what is the most important thing for a newcomer to know or to do?
0: Go make coffee.
1: <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't know what he what he does. But sometimes um, duct tape
2: I, I would work that, well. I left the house for this.
1: So, really, what what is the <laughs> one thing that, if, if you could give that newcomer that, that advice, what's the most important thing for them to do, or at least to know, once what gotten, they do first,
2: once they've gotten inside the building?
1: If somebody wanted to walk in. They they stumbled across our podcast because they they Googled recovery and we came up.
2: Poor bastards.
1: So, what is that one thing? What should they do?
3: Don't look at me first. Well, we're looking at you. I, first. Want to, I want to hear what you guys have to say
2: first. So
0: I know what to say. To the, to the newcomer, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're right where God wants you. Keep work. It works if you work it. So throw a bunch of cliches at him. I can't stand
2: the yeah. cliches.
3: Whatever.
1: He says, I can't stand them now that, that somebody else is doing them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just bad. They just sound so dumb when first. they come out of your mouth, <laughs> <laughs> There, They
1: sounded good when it came out of my mouth.
2: Yeah, right? <laughs> You know, they'll. The what I usually like to say to the newcomers: "Hey, I'm glad you're here.
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Keep coming back. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say works if you work it, because I usually don't remember that one. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but now he's gonna say it a few times. So i remember it. And right. Oh it.
2: gosh, no, I hope not. But what is? I
1: mean, what should they do first besides walk in the door? That's the. I mean that that's part, right? that is the hardest part. But
3: if somebody's just listening you know, who's new to recovery, who's never been to a meeting, especially, or only been to a few, I would say, just listen, just Be. sit there and listen, don't don't come in and start spewing, oh my gosh, I did, I don't, you don't understand what I've done, and we talked about that last week, we did, yeah. you know, because um, nobody cares,
2: just, it, I don't, then you can't out sin God,
3: no, you can't, but just, you know, take the cotton out of your ears and put it in your mouth. Just listen, you know, ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions.
2: Questions are good.
3: Questions are good.
1: My first outside meeting I went to, I left treatment and they said, go straight to a meeting Mm -hmm. and I'd never been to a, a meeting. So I went to a meeting and people were getting up and walking outside during the There's people talking and they're walking outside and, uh, we called him angry Scott and Scott is his name, obviously, but we called him angry Scott. And this is what he said. All these people walked back in and we did key tags after a little while, right. To celebrate anniversaries or birthdays is what they call them—anniversaries because they're earned. Um, and so we were doing them and so many people grabbed these white key tags, which is that recommit. It's our blue in celebrate recovery. And so he's sitting there watching and they, they opened up the floor for sharing and he said, you guys want to know how to quit getting those white key tags? Sit down, shut up, put your phone away, get a sponsor, work some steps. And that stuck with me. So I didn't hold my phone during meetings. I didn't speak. a matter of fact, I didn't speak at an N.A. meeting until I had a year of sobriety. It was my first N.A. meeting I spoke at because I had to share at my home group. First time I ever shared an N.A. I sat there and I listened. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what the hell I was doing yet. So I listened Mm -hmm. to the people that had a lot more sobriety than I did. I got a sponsor and I worked the crap out of some steps that worked. That's why I said that the listen part is beautiful. Sit down, shut up and listen. Yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. And if you have something that you really want to say and you you don't say it, that's what we tell people all the time. Stay around after the meeting and talk to somebody, share it with somebody. I want you to share it. I don't want you to keep it in. You know, so if there's something that's burning in your, burning in your heart, share it. Just don't do it in the meeting when you're new.
1: Just don't do it.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Listen, I mean, I got so that's much more out of listening. I feel like it's celebrate recovery. I have to speak most of the time.
2: It's because you think you're important. That's true.
1: No, I think they, they look at me like I should be speaking in NA and AA.
2: They don't know who you are.
1: They do, but I just love to listen. It's kind of a big deal. No, not. I'm not a big. I'm not even a big deal in my own mind. So, um, oh my
3: gosh, it's our BS meter right there (laughs) going up the
2: charts.
1: (laughs) And so I love going to NA and AA because we'll find a lot more clean time in those fellowships. And I love hearing some of those old timers speak. And it's just so much. To me, it's so much fun. Um.
0: So you said you had some questions. We seem to be running, uh, you know, a little long tonight. So you want to go through these questions and get people. What time up? is it? Is it 820? So, oh, yeah.
1: well, we've been going. Yes, we
0: have. So that's why, you know, we don't.
1: All right. So yeah. here it goes. We'll, we'll leave all the, the rest of this out. So what is one thing that we'd like to say to the newcomer?
0: Welcome. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're here.
1: Yeah. Without a doubt. Keep coming back. Keep coming so, back. So a call to action for our people this is to me something that that is pretty important it's almost like the um uh, as a follower of christ that keith always loved to do oh yeah. Right? whenever he preaches it at the end of his sermon as a follower of christ these are the things so everybody that listens to this podcast the email address is up there awakensoberpodcast at dot com. want you to, to send this in one um what fellowship do you attend or attend the most? I'd love to know what fellowship that you're in. Cause I just, I what I'd like to do is find somebody with all of them, right? Eventually have Amy email us and whoever else. So what, what fellowship do you attend the most? What has been the biggest challenge in your recovery? What has surprised you the most about recovery? Because I was surprised about a lot of things and send us a mini testimony. Um, And so you could speak it into your app if you need to, or you can write it, type it, however you want to do it. But we'd love to have a mini testimony. And eventually I I want to start, or we want to start bringing on some people. I know I got, I want to bring on quite a few people. I I just keep thinking of people that it'd be fun to interview them Mm -hmm. and talk about what recovery's done in their life. So send us those. Um, And so the one guy that I was talking to earlier, Brent, have fun. 'Cause now you know your assignment.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Start cracking, Brent. Wow. Yeah.
1: And All Brent, right. I need you to handwrite this stuff. Don't type it. You could take a picture of it when you're done.
2: There you go. Well, if he's gonna send it to us though okay.
1: Hey, he could he could take a picture of it and send it to me and he could actually upload the picture too. But yeah, I want him to write his mini testimony because really? his handwriting's so pretty. Okay. And he's got plenty of pins
0: i'm not um, okay so <laughs> on that note right all right we well, just thank you all for joining us here tonight as we talk about recovery if you like what you heard follow us on spotify uh comment you like what, you know you see us on youtube like share comment hit the little bell so you hear it you get the um every time a new episode comes out thank you
1: and if you didn't like us do it anyway
0: you guys have a good night
2: have a great week everybody enjoy